And mm. I felt there was someone in my house. I woke up and I thought it was Kevin that said it because it felt like it felt like it felt like a deep man's voice and it felt like it was in my house and it was like you no longer get to decide what what you don't say. Like it was that was like the the message. Oh my like gosh. if if that's what's it, it's what's it. Like you don't get to decide. At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. Today, I am with Melanie Ann Layer, who is an amazing person that I want you to meet. I wanted to bring Melanie into the podcast because there is very few people that I follow with my heart and that I just get so inspired and blown away by every single time. And Melanie's one of them. Melanie right now, it's my mentor. I am part of her mastermind, which is called the Hypermind, and this is a group of amazing women and we meet every other week and I get sessions with Melanie every month and I'm telling you the calibration to the portal of the level in which this woman are and the level in which Melanie talks the depth of her teachings it's so magical so I'm so excited to share this conversation with you because you know I always bring the spirituality to everywhere I go and I feel like you know there is so much right now that is awakening to people that have experienced spirituality and have experienced um, the unseen realms, but that are just now bringing into the masses, which is really exciting. So Melanie and I will go into a conversation about untold stories about the paranormal activities, untold stories about seeing ghosts and spirits and, and experiencing spells and magic. And it's a very, very exciting episode, but we also cover the importance of remembering that we are here in the human experience and that we're here to learn and to really take care of ourselves. So it's a huge bridge between the spirit and the human, which is my favorite conversations as you know. So just to t tell you a little bit about Melanie Ann Layer. So Melanie Ann Layer created a brand. She's the CEO of Alpha Femme. And Alpha Femme is a brand that stands by she who leads herself. So she it's she has created a brand that it's a multi-million dollar brand that encourages and and stands by itself leadership. She is an amazing, amazing person. Her heart is one of the biggest hearts that I've ever seen. She's such an amazing person. And to the level in which she's at right now, she's so general with generous with her energy and everything that she shares. So I'm so excited to bring her into the podcast and to introduce you to the Alpha Firm world. So without any further ado, let's go. again thank you so much for being here love i'm so excited to have a conversation with you i am so excited to be on here thank you for having me absolutely and like i was saying before you know i admire you so much for everything that you've done and the business that you've built and everything that you have you know created for yourself and for your family because i know your entire family is part of your business which is just the most fabulous thing and the the desire that I had when I asked you to be part of the podcast and, you know, to come here to whoever is listening and to share this story is to share the part of you that perhaps, you know, haven't, hasn't been told so much and is the spiritual side of things, of course, as mystic podcast, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it was very interesting because, you know, for all of you knowing Melanie is my mentor and I met Melanie 
at the end of last year and I just was magnetized by her energy, everything that she shares and the depth of the message that she's here, she's here to carry. And with that said, in one of our calls, in one of our mastermind calls, not too long ago, I remember you sharing something about, you know, this download that was coming through and the story of these crystals when you were a kid and all of these stories that I've never heard before. And I also, you know, heard you saying that ever since I came into your life, this more spiritual side and paranormal things have been happening in your life. So I'm just so mm-hmm. excited to cover this with you and co- go a little bit deeper into, into that side of, of what you believe, what you grew up believing, what you believe now, how, um, how this spiritual side of you, you know, comes about. So from the very beginning, I would love to hear what you grew up believing and, and how it's kind of like your childhood in terms of, of religion or spirituality or energies or like, what was that like? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is like my, one of the reasons I love still at this level, having private clients and a, and a high level, high touch mastermind is because I feel like women do sync up energetically. And in the beginning of my career, I did end up having a lot of, you know, businesses like women who owned dental offices, women had brick and mortar businesses, women who had more like mindset and performance based coaching businesses. So I had a very matter of fact approach with my coaching. And as I've moved more into the feminine energy, I've attracted some women that are more, you know, spiritual or women who are more feminine energy based businesses. And then when you came into my world, it's so funny, because it's like in this moment of you know, do I share this part of myself or do I not? You know, there's, there's after so many years of being a certain way, there's like, do you bring this in or do you just keep that part under the radar? Yeah. And as you've come into my world, I've just felt, you know, you're, you kind of bring out this other part of me that I haven't really been showing, but because I answer all your questions in the mastermind and our private calls and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm following your content and I'm making sure that I'm, I'm, you know, connected to you and making sure that I'm supporting you energetically. I'm feeling all these pulls and all these things like oh my gosh you know I, I could talk about this I could talk about this and it's like oh my god can I talk about this and one of the big breakthroughs was last month with my my um calibration keys when I had this like voice in my head that and, and it just made me laugh so much because I was like of course <laughs> now Daniela is in my world and having voices in my head um but my journey starts very young I remember the first so my parents are not religious very religious, but still I've been baptized in the Catholic church. And I went, you know, I had my first communion. I had my confirmation. Like I did all the things. Um, when we were little, my grandmother used to take us to church on Christmas Eve, but, and I used to sing in the choir. I, whenever like, whenever life was really hard for me, I've prayed to God. And whenever things were extraordinary in my life, I've thanked God, but I haven't had the the most consistent relationship with religion. I have, however, always had a feeling that I was connected to something else. Like there was something always with me in my life. I've always felt that. And my grandma on my dad's side is a very spiritual person. And I remember when I was little, she told me, I was about five years old, and she told me that she could stop blood. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> and and she was like, yeah, I can I can stop bleeding when people bleed. And I was like, you've got to teach me how to do this. And she was like, oh no, I can't, I, I can't, <laughs> you know. I, and I was like, you can't tell me something like this 
and not tell me how to do it. And she still tells the story to this day because she was like, you are the most persuasive five-year-old I have ever met. I was like, you cannot not tell me. I will never stop asking you. You have got to tell me. And she told me how to do it. And I I remember just thinking like, that's it. That's how you do it. I don't believe it. Like, that's just so ridiculous. But I swore to secrecy, like I would never tell a living soul. And I was just like, this is this huge secret that my grandmother's taught me how to stop blood. And I remember a few I don't know how long, how far the timeline is, but I knew it was in the same grade. So within the year I was at school and a little kid had a nosebleed during nap time. And I just sat there doing the thing that my grandma taught me when the kid's nose stopped bleeding really fast. I was like, Oh my God. So whether this child now was actually stopped bleeding because of this or not, um, it has been a very strong anchor for believing this in my life so very often when I do this the bleeding stops in my life like I I, that has been one of like my superpowers is if a person is bleeding around me uh, I'm I've stopped the blood like every time it's it's kind of a shocking thing that I've never actually told anybody before um so that's what that's one of the like untold truths I remember when I was really small um my parents sometimes forgot what five-year-old meant because like I don't know what I I was a very like a very smart child for my age so they would like explain things to me or or show me things relatively young and I remember my parents having me watch the movie Ghost when I was five and it completely traumatized me like traumatized beyond trauma like (laughs) I oh my god (laughs) I was laying in my bed literally chanting like a all the all, like words that would rhyme that wouldn't scare me like in French the words were Père Noël, hirondelle, arc-en-ciel which means like Santa Claus oh my god um, no <laughs> and then like a white one of those white birds like uh, Santa Claus dove rainbow but they they mm. they rhyme in French so I'd just be in bed Père Noël, hirondelle, arc-en-ciel Père Noël, hirondelle, arc-en-ciel trying to like imagine these things in my head instead of what I could see um and later in life when I went and saw that woman who told me that, you know, all these spiritual things that I'm sure we'll talk about later inside of the podcast. She said to me, you had a very strong connection to spirits until you were about five and then something happened and you told them not to come back. Hmm. And I know for a fact it was that night. I prayed all night that they would go away. I could feel them. They were scaring me. And it was just like, I could feel this energy that I didn't want to feel. And I know that I willed them away that night. So that was such a cool understanding of it later in life. Although I didn't understand it that night. because I thought she was talking a load of crazy stuff to me, but later in life, <laughs> I realized a lot of things from that interaction. Um, another thing is that I would sometimes wake up in my teenage years with like this feeling like I needed to write. Something was coming through me. I needed to write in the middle of the night. I'd wake up, I'd grab pens and I'd start writing and writing and writing and writing and writing for hours. And the next morning, I couldn't even read the papers. And I mm-hmm. told my grandma about it. And she was like, I have been doing this for years. And she opened this huge box of like pages and pages and pages of writing that look exactly like mine of just gibberish. Mm. And I was like, like channel writing. Yes. And I had told her that I did this over the phone. And then she opened the the, the bucket like next time I saw her, she was like, I want to show you something. And it looked exactly like mine. But my first thought was like, Oh, she made this, she did this on purpose so that I wouldn't feel alone. Like this isn't real. And later in life, my dad told me, did you know that your grandma does blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh my God, how long, like, when did she tell you this? It's like, Oh, she's been doing that since I was a kid. 
And I realize she didn't pretend she's been doing it all her life and I do it too. So there's this like spirit channel writing that happens in the middle of the night. She does it. I do it. So all these things that I thought I were so crazy and taboo, I never would have talked about. And it gave me so much, I don't know what the right word is, but just a feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm not completely insane. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't be laughed at or mocked for these things or people wouldn't not believe me because it's like, it's, I'm not the only one. So those are some of the like spiritual things that happened to me and for me in my youth, my adolescence, my young adulthood. Are, is grandma still with us? Yeah, she is. So beautiful. And you know what I think? I think this ghost stories really killed like our spirit, you know, like when, because the thing is this scary movies and things like we watched them when we were kids and we're not we're not taught like all of this is super taboo all of this is like super scary and even if we're like the tough kid of like oh I don't care I'm okay with this it's super scary and all the you know all my clients that I work with it's we're literally working through the fears that they had when they were five when they were 10 when they were 15 so that they can actually do the the work that they're here to do and I think the important thing about this is like what I was telling one of my clients the other day when she was really afraid of allowing this spirit to come through and she was seeing it from her peripheral, but she was really scared to like acknowledge it. And what I was telling her is like, it's because you think that they're here for you. Mm. It's because you think that, you know, they're here to scare you or to talk to you or to do something to you or to you. But if we, you know, in this paradigm of leadership, when we're awakening to our, you know, light work and the things that we're here to do beyond the physical, like the work that you do, Melanie, it's so important to remember, like, that that spirit that's there, it's not for you. Like the ghost is not showing up to be like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that. It's like they're coming because they have a message and they probably have a message for somebody that is around us or for the collective or, you know, to make a shift or maybe because they want to transition. And I think that, you know, if we had that level of maturity when we were five, of course, like we would be able to handle it. But when we're presented with this like freaking scary movies, the first thing that we do is like, please know this, you know, shut the bolt. Let's not talk about this anymore. I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to be all these things. And, you know, thank God for our grandmothers, like your grandmother, that's the one that allows you to gather evidence in the physical world that you're like, okay, I'm not the only person. <laughs> right. And I mean, the crazy thing about the movie Ghosts is it's not a scary movie. Like my parents are like, well, how did you see that as a scary movie? It's such a beautiful movie. It's a romantic movie. Is it? I don't, but I've never like seen it. It's with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg. Where, I see that. You know, it's like he dies and sh his spirit comes through Whoopi Goldberg. And it's like this. Oh, like, my God. Really... I think I know exactly the, the white little thing. So, but see, I haven't watched it since I was five. And at five, all I remember is that he gets killed in an alley in the first scene of the movie. And I remember that there's this 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 scene with a ghost. And the go there's like a ghost that gets sliced in half by a by a glass or something and like that's all I remember from the movie I don't remember oh the beautiful parts I just remember the traumatic part so it's like it's not yeah. even a scary movie it was a beautiful movie I just so I made a decision in my life that I did not want to see ghosts because one of the things that that woman had told me when I I had that session with her is you were meant to help people transition in life you're here to help people transition either from life to death or from where they are to where they want to be in life and I was like I never ever 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 want to see another person pass because this had happened after I'd, wa I'd seen a woman um, 
take her life. And I, I, mm. I said, I never want this to happen ever again. And she said that you get to declare that, but I'd be careful because there may be some people in your life that you do want to be there when they pass, you know? So in, not in a scary way, but like if, if you declare that you really declare that, and you know, you might want to be there w- yeah. when your parents go or when I was like, huh. and she's like, you've just got to, she's like, you've just got to just be clear on what you're really asking for. And I was like, I just don't want to see I just don't want to see anything that I haven't invited in. I, I just don't want to see anything I'm not ready for. I don't want. So it's changed my life because I haven't had any interactions with any kinds of spiritual entities in any scary way ever since that night, ever, 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 ever after that. And I think that's like, so in, so like, you know, talking about chan- incantations and like spells and things like that, like all of that. And as you say, like the stopping of the blood, you know, all of those things are, like you said, it's like you, you have the intention and our will is so freaking powerful. Like the moment you saw that the kid, you know, that you were able to like, like you said, whether it's because you said it or not, the moment you truly believe like, listen, I can stop the blood, then there's no way back. Like that's where your, yeah. your belief is, that is where your intention is. So then what happens when, when we decide to stop, you know, the connection with the other worlds and other dimensions and other entities, it's like, they can't do anything about it. I mean, sometimes if we're scared and our energetic field is a little bit, you know, leaky, then they can come in and, you know, maybe it was going to be super scary, but it's because we're allowing it. But otherwise, it's a beautiful thing to know that, you can you you set the rules you set the boundaries of like what you're able to see and what you want to see and what you don't want to see but it's so interesting to hear all of this because what I want to hear it's like so your your whole teenager years and like you know the beginning of your career as a as a coach and things like that like you did not connected with spirit at all no I did then but it was more so scary like I whenever it would happen like I often remember being in my room and feeling saying saying go away. Mm. Like not tonight, go away, go away, please go away. Like I I have very very strong memories of that. And I remember I had so the house with I had been with a partner for like 7 years, we moved into a house together right at the end of our relationship. And I I just could feel something in that house and it used to scare me. I was scared of being alone in the house. I would be, I would be drying my hair in the bathroom and I heard, I would hear him come in. I would hear him come in and walk into the kitchen and down the hallway. And then I'd open the door to talk to him and he wasn't there. But like, I heard him, I heard him open the door. I heard him walk down the hallway and he wasn't there. It freaked me out. And in the kitchen, once I actually felt him touch, touch my shoulder, like so clearly he touched my shoulder. And I turned around, there was nobody there. It oh panicked me so much living in that house. The cupboards would sometimes be open. And I was like, am I losing my mind? Like that I opened this cupboard and I was actually friends with that the person who owned the house. So when I left, a couple of years later, we were out to dinner. And I was like, I have got to ask you something about that house. And I, her face just went, oh. like, I knew right away. <laughs> I knew right away that she knew what I was going to ask her. And I was like, you know what I'm going to ask you, don't you? And she was like, the footsteps. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill you. You let me live in a house with a ghost in it? <laughs> And she was like, that's nothing. You think that's scary? I once felt him in the kitchen. Oh my and God. I was like, I felt it at the kitchen. Why? You can't let people live in this house. You're an evil, awful human being. Like, how did you not tell me <laughs> that I was going crazy? But it's like, when she felt it, then I stopped feeling crazy. So it's like, I've also felt mm. in my life afraid of this because I thought I was going insane. It's such a taboo thing. 
And for people who don't, it's like I, it would happen to me and I simultaneously didn't, I didn't believe it. So it was this weird, like, I don't even believe in what's happening to me. So I must be insane feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I really didn't like it. So in my, so when I, when I met this spiritual person who told me I could have the choice that they would not come back in my life, I made that choice and I haven't seen them since it's been, and I haven't felt them since. And I haven't. So that has been now eight years, eight years, just about now. Hmm. So, and you've been, you've been with Kevin. So Kevin is your partner and you've been with Kevin for eight yes. years. Yes. And what does he, what does he think about all this? Well, for a long time, I, I, I mean, Kevin grew up on a farm. He's like a very, you know, manual guy. Like he's a very down to earth guy, very simple mm. guy. Like I didn't think it made sense to share any of this with him. I thought he'd think I was completely insane. But then one day he told me a story (laughs) about how he was playing Ouija on the farm when he was young. And I hate that game. Yeah, me too. Never, ever, ever would I ever, 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 ever play that game. Even when kids played it at parties, I, 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 I just, I run for the hills. Yeah, no, 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 no. I never played. My cousins would play. I would never play. Never, never. So he tells me the story about they were playing on the farm and they, they intercepted a bad spirit. And literally as they're playing, we with this bad spirit, lightning hit and all the electricity went out and they were like running back home and they were terrified and they played again and it happened again. And like, he's telling me the story and I felt like I could share with him what happened. So I, I shared some of my stuff with him and he was like, Oh my God. But I didn't feel like he didn't get it. And I didn't feel like he thought I was crazy either because he kind of shared his thing first. So then I told, it was like, he opened the door to that for me, but we don't talk about it a lot. And it hasn't happened to me, you know, until very recently, since you've come into my world that I've, that I've started hearing things very, very, very loud again. But, um, I haven't, I haven't felt presences. It's more like I've, I've channeled or I've heard voices very, very strongly. It's been very, very special. What's been happening recently. It's in a way that it's never happened before. So that's that's kind of the evolution and I, and I believe that's so beautiful because you know as since well since last year when all of this happened and we've you know been stripped away from a lot of our structures and and the way we see things and the way we see life and the way we think about the world and things like that and and the leaders as you know as you are and as I am we're shifting into the understanding that you know now people are multidimensional not that they were in before but that they're now even more aware of that multidimensionality in accepting of that because as you said it's like this curiosity right like this mysterious kind of I want to know more but I don't but I kind of do but I don't like it's this kind of mysterious um pool that we have because it's part of us like a spirituality a spirit you know connecting to other dimensions connecting to other realms and tapping into different roles mm. worlds that are internally live with us it's 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 just what's happening like what's up so it's so interesting that you know all of this is happening and integrating in such a beautiful way for you because what i want to say is you've created an empire like you've created (laughs) yes you've created something quite magnificent you know full of empowered and 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 really incredible people that you know follow this alpha femme brand it is such a beautiful thing but what I wanted to say on that is you know I know that you haven't shared the spiritual side the energetic side even though 
I mean, we've talked about this so many times that all that you teach, it's energetically based, like everything is, you know, quantum based and energetically based. And it's so beautiful. But, you know, building this, building this to the point in, in which is it's now that it's, you know, incredibly big and, you know, over the top and amazing. My question was like, do you think that that creation was just you alone in your 3D or is it like divinely guided? Although, you know, it's just now that you're hearing the voices and we'll, we'll get into that and we'll get into the entities that you're working with now. But do you think that it's like it's always been kind of like this divine guidance? Because when you teach, I've heard so many people talk about this and I heard it the other day when you're doing these live trainings or it's like this, you know, like noises of your stomach, which is really hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah it's like do you think that how do you see the 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 creation of what you've created is it is, is it you like what you teach is like what you know or what you teach goes beyond what you know and it's kind of this divine guidance and 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 co-creation with source or I don't know how you want to call it so I have a different experience of like what feels like spirits and what feels like channeling Okay. That that has always felt very different to me because a spirit feels like a presence. It feels like there's someone there, whereas the channel feels like I'm plugged into something. Yeah. And from the beginning of my business, I felt like I was plugged into something. And this channel that, that comes through, I feel the more I've elevated, I, I feel like channels, channels of information, of transformation, they're, they're buzzing through the the world at hyperspeed like it's all encompassing it's everywhere around us and depending on what frequency of understanding we're on we are able to cap the information on certain frequencies mm -hmm. and the more powerful we we vibrate and the more powerful our our human is then the more we access higher frequencies that are there on the planet for us to to, to tap into so i feel like there has been a frequency right in the beginning when I was ready to change my life and I was really ready that started coming through me and it was for me that channel was for me it's what helped me re redefine my life it's it's what helped me change my perception of things and and I, I heard voices so clear in my head like you want to live the life you want to live your life the way you want to tell the story in hindsight like that was such a clear message I got early on it was like okay like that was a message for me but now I teach that so much to you know, live the story the way, the way you want to tell it in hindsight is one of my huge teachings, but that's something that came through for me at the perfect time in my life. So that's the channel. And this channel does get you know, louder and louder for me and more impactful and more brilliant and more accessible as I utilize it for me first, because I think this is one of the big things in the spiritual world. A lot of people can channel, but what, what we tend to do is when you channel something brilliant, you just want to give it right away. And I think that that's where the, the lack of financial results occurs is when people just channel and then give the information as opposed to channel and body and then share. It's the human experience of the integration that creates the human experience of wealth. So what I really understood with my channels is that as I embody them, then when I, when I, when I offer what I've embodied, it, it, it creates success. So I'm constantly embodying these, these channels and I'm constantly embodying these things that come through me. It's like, if it's coming through me, it's probably for me. So I embody it first. And then when I sell it, when I teach it, it has such a huge impact because it's integrated information. It's not just channeled. 
it's integrated channeled information. I hear you. And it, that's such a powerful thing. It, it, it is really that, you know, integration that then makes somebody become the leader or the embodied piece that it's the one that gets, you know, people get to calibrate to. So I love that part. And, and I think it's really important that I say for the people who are listening, the difference between spirit and channeling. So normally when we talk about spirits and we talk about, you know, this, this, kind of feeling that somebody's there or this lower frequency entities when we feel them so close and we feel them around and things like that that's like like a little bit low like lower frequency base and usually they either have a message for somebody that is around or they want to pass on to a higher frequency and they need our help like there's so much going on there but when it comes to channeling is you know there are there are like portals or like channels of information to you know higher knowledge or wisdom of 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 the universe itself and it's is this codes that are universal like this universal laws that of course will affect our physical and our human experience so when we're channeling like you're saying and and going a little bit into the entities that you're channeling is you know any kind of entity that lives in the universe in any other dimensions that have you know higher understanding of universal laws or different universal laws that we haven't integrated in our you know earth planet so when it comes to channeling is a lot more clear because you're connected right up into a source and you just, you know, downloading, it's a lot of information. And I'm sure you know this, you can wake up in the middle of the night and just, you know, write a full course. Like <laughs> that's one of your mm -hmm. courses. That is one of the courses that I love the most. So what's the name of this course again? Exponential Wealth. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Um, the the content inside Exponential Well, it's so amazing as how you work in all dimensions and all the things. It's so, so, so amazing. Super recommended. So anyway, but yes. So anyway, what I want to say is, you know, when we're channeling and it's just pure information, it's really, it's, it's a lot easier for us to just, you know, be clear about that and, and get the information and whether we embody it or not, then that's another conversation. But when it comes to spirit, it's usually this conversation with somebody that kind of looks like us a little bit, you know, it's like they can have a form, they can have an image, and, and but it's something that we're not used to, like it's not a physical person that's there. So that's like the, I think the taboo gets in and the mystery gets in and the, am I going crazy? But when it comes to these entities that you're working with in terms of, of channeling this higher information, the voices that you're hearing now, how does that process, how did that came about of, of this do you think that you're allowed more of it or do you think that you are just kind of like, you know what, this is, this is me. I'm just going to go ahead and share it and just, you know, like how is that integration of, of letting that more in? So I do want to say like, I have never actually seen a spirit. Yes. No, I only either, have felt, I've just, okay. So I've just like felt like it's just the difference between there's someone here or there's just information being channeled through me. Yes. I don't know where it's coming from. Like that's mm -hmm. the difference that's been for me. At the very most, I felt like I felt an actual hand on my shoulder when there was nobody. That is the closest thing, but I've never seen one. And I think um, it's because so I wanna, like, I, I think be between like, I think it's the same for me. Like people would think that because of what I do and because of what I teach that I see. And actually I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to see any weird, creepy ghosts in the corner. I don't like that. Like I want to sense it. And then, you know, then discern whether I want to I want to interact with it or not but mm. yeah nothing like that but when it comes to channeling because I also would like to hear how it is for you when it comes to channeling it's it's also like yes it's a lot of information but has it ever been like a conversation so 
it hasn't been, so here's, here's what's been different about what happened recently. So any other time in my life that I've had channel information, it's felt like two things. Most of all, most, mostly these two things, either one, it's felt like a deja vu, like a feeling of I've seen this moment before. Mm. And I get really uncomfortable in my body. Like I feel a little nauseous and I'm get really stressed. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, uh, like, uh, like, like I feel like that, and it's like okay, something's gonna come through. So I usually, uh, Kevin will help me during those times. It's like extreme anxiety and stress. Something's coming through, mm. and that's how it feels. And it just feels like something's gonna take over my mind. Something's gonna take over me. Like something's coming through, and I can feel it's gonna be brilliant because it's like I know it's gonna be because it's like I've been there before. That's the feeling that I get. So I've I've either experienced that, or it feels like there's a voice that I'm hearing in my head, but I know it's not mine. Mm-hmm. So something really clear will come through me and it'll just come through. And it's like, whoa, whoa. So if I'm just with myself and that voice comes through, I can write it down. Like, and, and I'll say, it'll be a quote that comes through, or it'll be like a, a sentence. Like if, it's, if this is happening, if this is coming through for you. It's probably for you. If you're channeling, if it's coming through you, it's probably for you. That was a sentence. If it's coming through you, it's probably for you. And I knew that wasn't quite my voice, but it wasn't like a another voice. It was just mm-hmm. not my voice. I don't even know how to explain it. So totally. that felt like, remember this, you know, live the story the way you want to remember it in hindsight. It felt like that's not my voice. Remember this. And then sometimes it'll happen when I'm speaking so I'll be on a coaching call and the thing that comes out, I'm like, oh my God, that was so brilliant. And then I write it down because anytime something comes out like that, it comes out for them, but it comes out for me as well. Always mm-hmm. when I channel, if I always remember that one of those first sentences I ever experienced myself channeling, which is if it's coming through you, it's probably for you. So even when I channel something for a client, as much as possible, I want to remember what it was, write it down and really study it because if it's coming through me, it's probably for me. And, and I really embody that. So that's kind of the experience. But what happened recently is I channeled a course, a mini course, a calibration keys, and I went to sell it the way I I always do. If I channel something and I really listen to it and I'm like, oh my God, yes. Either I see exactly how I'm already embodying this in my life. And if I am, then it's very easy. I can sell it right away. Or either I see how I am not embodying this, this is life changing. And then this is my next mission until I've embodied it. Mm -hmm. This one, when I heard it, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly who I am. This is exactly how I do all the things. This is exactly how to say it. This is it. This is it. But then when I went to sell it, my whole body went, "Uh uh-uh. Like I'm a sacral authority manifesting generator. And when I get an "Uh uh-uh, I listen to it. It was like, do not say this. Hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. So I started thinking like with my human mind, what do I want to do instead? Because <laughs> I'm getting an uh-uh about this, but I love the idea of calibration keys. This sounds amazing. So I came up with another title and another thing. And I started working on this other thing. We ch- changed the sales page, started working on something else because I, I got an uh-uh. So if I get an uh-uh, I don't do it. And I started getting this intense pain in my ear. started getting this intense pain in my jaw, like r- the, like really a lot of pain. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, and that one night I'm sleeping and I heard a voice, like I heard a voice, like there was someone in my house and mm. I felt there was someone in my house. I woke up and I thought it was Kevin that said it because it felt like 
it felt like it felt like a deep man's voice and it felt like it was in my house and it was like you no longer get to decide what what you don't say like it was that was like the the message oh like if if that's what's it it's what's it like you don't get to decide and I was like what the what and I like sat with it and it was like that was like I don't like to be told that first of all so like sacral was like uh-uh like I'm allowed to say what I what I'm gonna <laughs> say like but then I was like, okay, so let me feel into this. Like, why, why don't I want to say it? And it was like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm going to break my business. I'm afraid that this is going to be misunderstood. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Like, that's what kept coming up. And it was like, I don't get, I don't get to channel. This was like what I got is I don't get to channel at this level and not share it because I'm scared. Like I can't, that's not fair. I can't channel at this level. And and be such an incredible channel for such incredible, powerful information. Have this place on the planet and this love and this respect and this this life and everything because of all of this. And then choose when I feel scared. Like I get it. I get it. I get the message. So I changed the branding back. I changed the name back, and I launched it. And it was one of the most successful masterclasses I've ever done in all of my life. How did it feel sharing that? Like right now or? No, no, no. In the moment, like, you know, when, when you actually did it and you were, you know, sharing that, how did it feel for you since you had such a no on the sacral? It's so crazy because I, up until pressing go on the camera, I was shaking. Like, I was like, this is the most stressed I've ever felt. But as soon as it started coming out of my mouth, it all came out right. All the things I was afraid, because when I was trying to figure it out with my human mind, like, how am I going to say this? Every way I tried to imagine preparing for it in advance, I just couldn't find the words. It all sounded bad. It all sounded really bad. I was like, it can't be this. This is not good. I can't, like, this is not good. I was so afraid that I wasn't going to get it together by the live. Like, it can't sound like this. This isn't it. This isn't the message. It's like, I couldn't put it into words. And it just flowed out perfectly. Yeah. on the live and I was like oh my god thank god and it was such a relief when it was over and the pain went away that's the craziest thing like the pain went away um and yeah it's just been it's just been really crazy have you had that ringing in your ear ever since nope I'm quickly interrupting this episode in case you're hearing anything that is resonating with your heart and you feel like you're ready to enter another vortex and work together at a deeper level. Magic Activator is a magical community of weekly activations and monthly transmissions. I've created this community to help you navigate your up levels and spiritual awakenings in grace and full support. You can think of this as your cosmic family. We move through energetic waves together and we create incredible and powerful shifts on a weekly basis. To learn more about Magic Activator, you can go to the link in the show notes and you'll get to learn all the details and how to join us today. Another amazing way to work together yet a lot more intimate is through an energetic soul reading. These private sessions are tailored to your specific path and your soul's purpose. Together we dive into what's currently upholding your expansion, we uncover dormant intuitive gifts, and we release energetic entanglements to reconnect you back with high frequency and divine source. These sessions are a combination of trans-channeling, energetic healing, and downloads of your highest vision and purpose. So basically, you could think of this as everything you didn't know you needed to hear and heal to fully embody and activate your inner magic. 
Every month I open a few spots for these intensive sessions and to claim yours, go to the link on the show notes and check my availability. Now let's go back to this episode. And you know, I can relate so much when it comes to, you know, receiving a message and then getting on your head in, in the human. And I think a lot of people that are listening right now will appreciate this message too, from what you're saying and also my reflection of, I just taught this um, masterclass that's called Lead the Way. And mm-hmm. I've never, when it comes to channeling, like I don't get, I don't get, and I'm sure, you know, for you, like you usually don't get nervous. You just let's go, you know, you're just really excited yeah. about what you're sharing. But then for some reason, you know, that whole day before that class, I was so nervous. I was even telling my partner, David, like, David, I'm never this nervous. Like, I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. And like, how I feel like I don't, I don't know how I'm going to say everything that I need to say. And I want to make sure Mm. that they get the message and that, you know, that, that they really get it, but I don't know how to put it together and all these things. And, and then of course, you know, the moment you hit go, you know, source takes over and you just do, and just like it takes over, you know, but what I was saying, it's like when we get in our mind, because we think, you know, that, we're limited by our third dimensional mind and and by our human. It's when we, we usually get on the way of this message. So like you said, it's the same thing when, when I was talking about, you know, my client seeing the spirit and the prefer, it's like, it's not for the human. It's not for us. It's not for a third dimensional. It's, it's for the bigger of the collective. There's a bigger message here. There is a bigger mission here. There's like so much more that we're doing. So it's such a beautiful thing to see and to hear from you, especially, you know, at such a level, at such a high level to understand that it still happens. Like our, our human is mm. still, you know, could get on the way by being afraid because, you know, we're still humans. Like that's, that's just, there's no way out of that one, which is the beautiful thing, you know, like that we're here to feel all these things. But before I got, yeah, into my, this- my human got in the way big time for that one. That was probably mm. the most resistance I've ever felt to a channel in all of my life. And and you know about that. So I didn't went all the way into your energy at all because I don't do this unless we're in a session, but I did want it to kind of come in and, and test out the feel and see what is happening with you right now so that I can best, you know, support this interview. And the beautiful thing that's coming was this period for you of, of huge surrender into, you know, you've created such an amazing thing. And, and of course, you know, you want to make sure that you're the one who like you've created this thing and and that, you know, that I'm not saying that you have control over, but in a sense that you do have some kind of control over what you've created. And what's moving right now is this softening and this surrender into not giving this away, but like kind of saying, okay, as the voice was saying, you don't get to choose anymore. Like we've look, look where we're at and look what we've created. Like you can't, you cannot just not trust at this mm-hmm. point and you can just, you know, soften and surrender. So my question on this is what do you think it's been is the hardest for you when it comes to softening and surrendering to the spirituality that is coming in your life right now? It's always just the the feeling that I could mess it up, you know, mm. the the human part of me that's like, how do I surrender to something that I don't know exactly what's going to come through like that? How do I not? Because what happened when I got the message is I immediately went in with my human mind trying to figure out how I was going to say it. And it was like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to, then uh-uh. <laughs> like, I can't say that. And yeah. it was like, no, you don't get to decide how you're going to say it. And you definitely don't get to decide that you're not going to say it. This is just what's going to come through. So create the masterclass and trust it. And it's, I think it's this feeling of like, 
you know, I'm, I, there's also a new wave. I'm going to be really honest. This is like a very vulnerable thing that's happening also is that there's a new wave of awareness, a very important wave of awareness around trauma in the coaching industry right now. Hmm. And there's, there's the way that my voice speaks when I'm not thinking and I'm completely detached and I'm just trusting in the flow of the words. And then there's also now this new knowing of like, there are so many things that need to be addressed. And, you know, last, last year with Black Lives Matter, I learned so many ways of, of speaking around inclusivity. And there's so many things that I didn't even think to talk about before. Right? I didn't think to speak about it in a certain way before because I was just letting the channel go. Like there was no awareness of, is this inclusive for everyone? Have Is this, you know, does this work if I have, you know, women who are, you know, who identify either as completely in their feminine, or I've had women who are not sure yet. They're like, I, I actually identify as a man. And I don't, I don't know what to do, because I can't be brought into a men's group. Like, how do I identify here? I've had women who are straight, I've had women who are gay, I've had women who are, you know, so it's like, how do I, how do I censor the channel? Or how do I direct the channel mm. to be inclusive? So it's been like adding the second layer of like, okay, yes, there's the channel. But I've got to make sure that I'm speaking to people and that they feel safe in my world. This is so important. And now there's this added layer of like trauma. And, and I, I often hear stories of women who have felt, you know, that they, they were put in environments where they felt their trauma was activated. And it's like trying to be so aware and so so aware of what the world needs while as with as the human that I am while also surrendering into this channel that doesn't necessarily take that into account when the words start flying yeah so I think that's been the biggest fear for me yeah and I mean the thing is is you know there's a lot of people listening which is a beautiful thing to have that kind of you know platform in which you're like sharing something that is helping so many people but at that you know at that level also understanding like there is so many with that with this multidimensionality that I'm, I was just sharing before and the understanding that people are understanding that they they have a saying and there is so many ways and they're not boxed into something and they actually can you know say when they don't feel this way when they feel this way when all these things like this multidimensionality is something that we're just starting to do here in our planet. And before, mm. you know, it was, I'm not saying that we were more free in what we could say, because that's not the, that's not the thing. It's like we were more boxed into not saying anything and shutting up and just kind of going. So I feel like for leaders right now, this integration of, of understanding that kind of multidimensionality in their leadership, it's so beautiful, Melanie, because I think not everybody takes that in consideration. Not, not everybody... To be honest, I don't think that we know how to do this. And I'm talking about big leaders in the world. They, we still don't yeah. know how to do that. I think it's something so new that we're starting to understand. And it takes a big heart, which I want to, you know, say this, like your heart of, of saying, this is something that I want to take into consideration, even though as I'm, what I'm sensing right now is that you're moving a little bit more into trans channeling. I don't know if you of course, you know, Abraham Hinks and the way she does sometimes is she just turns off, which is a lot of the stuff that I do when it's trans channeling. I think like for you, this part of surrendering and softening is still is the part of, I don't want to go into trans because there's things that I need to keep in consideration, which I think it's so beautiful. At the same time, I'm sure that this is just a transition period. And for everybody listening that, you know, maybe getting at that stage in which you're like, 
I want to make sure that I'm inclusive to everybody. I want to make sure that I talk to the multi multidimensionality of everybody. It's something that we're pioneers at, which is pretty cool. But still, you it, know, it is. Let's it try is to cool. figure that out. Mm. But my feeling is like the channel speaks to the spirit that lives in it all does. of us. But but I speak to humans, and we're exactly. all going through different things at different times, and you know, different backgrounds and different ethnicities and different financial situations and different d different traumatic experiences throughout life create that the human is experiencing something so different that generalizing with spirit sometimes feels non-inclusive. And hmm. it's something that I had never, ever considered. But, you know, like you hear terms like spiritual bypassing, which is like you're bypassing the human experience by generalizing equality in spirit. It's like... That's such a mind-blowing concept, but then when you get it, it's like, yeah, I get it. So it's like doing this deep work and understanding that, like, there is there is an integration of human and spirit that needs to be made in this world, and it's a, it's a scary transition. I think that for me is the scariest part. Hmm. And it is, I, I think it is. And and what I what I think is so beautiful for you, it's like energetically speaking too, the 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 capability of holding that space for people like I mean you have hundreds of people that are listening that are there and not only listening but that are being kind of held in your energetic vibration and things like that so you know holding that kind of space also because first of all one part it's you know the the holding of what you're speaking and and what's physically happening but the other added layer to that too is that energetic inner like energetic space that you're holding so my question on, on, on that energetic space is, does it ever feel like like you have a lot in your energy? Like, how did you grow up into holding that kind of space for people without feeling like, you know, that it's taking from you? But I, at, the, at first, I did feel like it was taking from me. I mm. constantly in my life felt like I was giving to everyone and life was not fair. And I like I... And I think a lot of people who are born with this like spiritual inclination tend to overgive. It's like one of the first side effects before we know what we're doing. Yeah. So I, I did feel that. I did feel like I was giving everything and I felt depleted and angry and bitter and resentful. It isn't until I was about 25 and really started understanding what I was doing that I was able to take my power back in that and see it as a gift instead of an obligation. Mm. And what happened there? Like, how did you come up with that? Well, it was this moment where I really lost everything in my life. And I realized there was one thing in common with everything I resented and everything that didn't work in my life. And it was me. But that that feeling of like, I have no money. I have no, I have no purpose. I have no real friends that are really connected to me. I don't let people in. I'm at odds with my parents. I'm at odds with my siblings. I'm, I'm, I don't have a connection to anybody. I can't ask for help. I can't. My ex is a nightmare. I'm at, like my everything is everything is broken down. Like how how do I blame everybody individually for something when they when there's very clearly a trend? Hmm. And it was this like realization that I had never really. I, I remember once telling my mom. Sometimes I have this experience where I'm talking and I see my hand and I realize I've forgotten that I was there. <laughs> and she was like what <laughs> it, it's like I I real I see the world around me but I don't see me hmm. so if I'm talking and all of a sudden my hand passes in front of my face there's this moment of like I'm a thing 
I remember having that experience and telling my mom when I was younger and she was kind of like mind blown by it. Like, what the heck did you just say? Um, so it's like, I feel like that's kind of what happened is I, I didn't understand how to have a human to hold the spirit. I just knew, I just knew how to make the world around me as beautiful and as light as possible. So I didn't put an effort onto understanding how to navigate the human that I had. I created happiness in my life circumstantially by controlling my environment. Hmm. So it wasn't until I actually realized, like, I'm a human being here. I've got some things I'm going to need to start working on. Like, I need to master this emotional thing because I am I am all over the place right now. Like, I need to work at this. It wasn't until I really got it that things started to change because it really just felt like there was the whole world outside of me that I was giving to and waiting for a response from, but nothing about me for me felt like I had any control over it. So it's when I started doing the personal development work and understanding radical self-responsibility and emotional intelligence and self-care that it became like, there is a self that I have control over. Like it's not about giving to everybody. So one day they give to me, it's about giving to me. That's the way to get this. I give to me. And that was so life changing. Indeed. I love that. And in the way you put it too, because it's like, I think what I, I usually call that like the healer's wound, you know, like the fact that we're Mm -hmm. here to rescue the world and and to change the world. And it's, it's like, it's what we do. And it's so easy to do that because it's easy to, you know, act on that and to help others and to think that we're changing the world by neglecting our own evolution and neglecting our own um, cup, you know, being, not being full and things like that. So it's it's i think this is going to be so great for everybody that's listening right now to to get that piece of 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 that of that understanding because it's like you know taking the way i call it it's like taking taking your energy back taking your power back and saying oh actually i am the vessel in which you know spirit comes through but what about the vessel yeah absolutely and so one of the things that i remember when i came into your world was I don't know why this just, you know, was the thing that I loved. Anyways, one time somebody asked you about your, your definition of a courageous person, like what, what is courage to you? And that to me was like such a beautiful response of, huh, that makes a lot more sense because I believe that right now, or we are changing for sure, but we've had this idea of, of courage whether it's, you know, whatever it is, like believing in you, going for your things, I mean, creating the life that you're here to create, all the things. But I think that this idea of being a courageous person is like only for those, only for those, only for those. And and we see other people, you know, being so courageous, but we we don't really have that connection of like, but I'm also courageous. So mm. what is that for you? Like, if you can go a little bit into what do you think a courageous person looks like? Cause I know you've taken so many risks and, and just kind of gone for a lot of things. And, and I mean, you don't get to where you are. I, I truly believe that you don't get to where you are by not taking a risk and by not going for things and by not um, being courageous. So love well, to hear that. Well, one of our greatest defense mechanisms as human beings is the experience of fear. It's like fear is the alarm system that goes off in your body anytime there's any potential impending doom on the horizon. And our minds are so powerful, they will help us create fear in advance. You know, they'll be like, look, 
you're you're about to make this decision based on the data we have danger danger here is impending doom let us present you this emotion of fear so you can be triggered into looking at all this data that we have that could potentially show impending doom in this thing that you're about to go do like please look here we have evidence this may be a mistake bing, 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 bing. like that's what fear is right it's like this genius response system to try to avoid pain in the body it's genius it's genius the issue is that pain and fear we don't understand it as an intelligence we understand it only just as a body response and fear and stress in the body you could be experiencing you know you're about to speak on stage for your program on leadership or you're being chased in the jungle by a face-eating cat, the stress response in your body is the same. It's like, danger, danger. Your heart may stop. <laughs> you, you're having a panic attack. You're, there's stress, there's fear, danger, danger. So that fear is not necessarily the truth that there's something wrong. It's just the alarm system. And I think this is such a cool explanation because I've explained it like this for a long time. And now we've moved into this amazing island house, like this house on a, a small island. We bought an island north of Montreal. And there's constantly the alarm keeps going off. And it's like <laughs> there's water, you know, what, because we had to put in order to buy this house, we had to have five water sensors in, in, included in the house in order to be able to have it insured because it's on a river it's like we are an island in the mm. middle of the river so we need the water sensors because if anything happens we need to be able to do damage control asap but literally like the leak in the toilet and the alarm goes off now if, if, if I, I drop an ice cube on the floor and it goes into oh God, some stop. you know the alarm goes off and it's like water water so I, <laughs> I see these this alarm system it's like i'm so grateful for this alarm system because if there were ever an actual issue we would know, but also it's freaking out about like, I dropped an ice cube four hours ago, it's melted. And now it, there's a water, a water sensor in the kitchen that's going off, you know? Mm. So I feel like our fear as human beings is kind of like that. We need the fear to tell us about things that are really important and meaningful, but it does also sometimes go off for an ice cube on the floor. <laughs> and courage, courage is our ability to take action, even though the fear is there. So the alarm is going off and we're going, it's okay. Mm. But it's like, but the alarm is going off. It's like, I know, but I, I'm overriding the, the decision with faith because in this particular instance, I will be okay either way. If this fails, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be disappointed, but these are all things that I can handle. So I am going to override the alarm with faith. So the thing with fear is you either sit with it or you walk with it, but it doesn't go away. Hmm. So courage is what happens when a human being overrides the alarm with courage, with, with faith. Because the thing is, fear without courage without fear is is not courage courage right. is acting in spite of fear so if there's no fear there's no courage it really just is the response of overriding the alarm and choosing to do the thing even though there's potential impending doom and saying if there if what i fear will happen does in fact happen i will be okay i pick up my fear and i walk with it that is courage yeah and it's such it's such a brilliant way of putting it because it's totally like that. Like we freak out for like an ice cube in the in the kitchen. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, every it happens so much. You know, every day there is something that's not going right. Like the way we live now, it's very little things that we actually need to you know sound the alarm for. 
for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way we live now, it's like very little, I mean, really big things for, for in which we should be saying, oh my God, there is danger here. But we're, we have that within our system. It's part of us. It's like, we need the alarm if, if that gets to happen, but we just ring it for, you know, I don't know so many things so thank you so much for that Melanie I love that point of view and I wanted everybody here to listen to that because I feel like that changed so much for me my understanding of of that sounding the alarm and in and, and you know that courage that we do like it's just it doesn't it's not the big things courage is not the jumping out of the cliff like courage is is the everyday you know when our business is not going when we're what we're seeing alarms us or what we're seeing is not what we want to see or you know when we have to take a leap of faith in in what we want to become and who who we are who we're becoming just those little you know ice cube in the floor it's okay let's continue that's really what builds our courage you know in the long term in the long run so thank you so much so much so much for being here and for sharing this and and for being vulnerable about you know what right now is a challenge of of the surrender that you're moving through and the softening that you're moving through and i i'm so excited that i have so much time in your world still because i can't wait to hear more of this integration and how it gets to all come together because it's every time as you talk about a spiritual bypassing and things like that, but you know, we can't really, we can't really move deeper if we're not integrating the human. So I'm so excited to see that integration in you, which gets to be a calibration for me of the things that are coming for you and, and, and witnessing that. And I'm happy to bring that spirituality into your life and to bring some of this and have this conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. And I really loved this conversation. It was awesome. Yay. I'm so happy to hear. So, I mean, I'm going to put this all in the show notes and I'm sure, you know, everybody here is going to be all over, but just where is the, the best place to find to find you and the best way to interact with you and come into your world? So the best way is just through social media on my Facebook. If you just add me as a friend, Melanie Ann Layer on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group, Alpha Femme, but really if you add me as a friend on Facebook, if you follow me on Instagram at Alpha Femme, you're gonna you're gonna be in the know. I, I navigate all my life, my business on social media. We still don't actually even have a website and though we just had a million dollar week um, and <laughs> constantly have million dollar months in our in our business. Like it's a huge business, but we're navigating everything on social media at the moment and it's it's amazing. So that that's how you reach me. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing this, for your time, for everything that you just dropped here. That it's such an awakening calibration for everybody listening. I will see you very soon, both you thank and you. everybody listening. And yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, I'll see you next time. We'll talk very, very soon.